Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the legendary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be here to help you be the best version of you that you can be. I'm glad you're here, so let's get to it. Yo, yo, what is up, my friend? So excited to have you along. I'm Johnny King. Welcome to another episode of the show. And whether you are a brother listening to this or a fellow sister, hopefully there'll be some good nuggets you can take away from this as it relates to how to speak uh, and listen to and with men. Um, I have learned a lot of these things by way of trial and error, particularly more error. (laughs) than success. I'm not going to lie. Seriously, I've struggled so much. And if you, if you take the, um, the analogy of just, you know, being physically strong. Um, I remember in high school, I, well, no, even before that sixth grade. Okay. This is where it began for me. Having not really grown up with, uh, much of a father figure. He was always a workaholic. He was always busy, you know, working that sort of thing. I found my masculine role models in, you know, action figures and superheroes and TV shows. It was like Knight Rider and Dukes of Hazard and uh, The Flash and Superman and, you know, all these things, right? Uh, as a sixth grader, we were to write this massive project, right? A five page paper. <laughs> it's funny how it's all relative. And, uh, it's probably like literally one page single spaced, but that's besides the point, right? But as a sixth grader, you're like, oh my God, this is going to be forever. So um, we ended up being able to choose any celebrity in which to like do all this research on in the library and write, you know, write a five page paper on so that we could graduate and get into middle school. I chose Arnold Schwarzenegger. Why exactly? I don't remember. I probably had seen. I remember my first R-rated movie was Terminator 2, which I can't remember if that was before or after sixth grade. Uh, I would think it's after, but I cannot remember. Anyways, for whatever reason, maybe I saw Conan uh, the Barbarian. I just started equating you know, masculinity to a dude that was massively huge and ripped, right? Uh, not quite the, uh, the example I had growing up. No offense, Dad. Um, <laughs> my dad was... 120 pounds overweight when my mom passed away. Um, and that's what kind of being a workaholic and traveling and not making time to eat will, will do to you. But thankfully, he's my father has learned um, and is taking so much better care of himself and is crushing it right now with his health and weight. Um, but I would say Arnold Schwarzenegger was uh, was someone I started to, to study there in sixth grade. And I learned that he used to lock himself in his room so he could work out. Um, his, his parents, you know, weren't locking him in his room for being a, a bad boy. In fact, he was locking them out of his room because they didn't want him to work out so much. And he saw it as his ticket out of Austria and to America because he had some big ass dreams. Right. And I say all this because, um, you know, again, growing up, um, I, I just, that's how I've kind of equated masculinity was to working out. And that sort of thing, I remember being um, like a freshman in high school and 
I couldn't even do a pull up. I couldn't like bench press 135 pounds. And I was like, you know what? Screw this. So I bought a bench press. And in between my freshman and sophomore year, I benched. <laughs> I benched in the mornings and at night, such that I ended up developing this decent sized chest, strong chest, but I didn't have anything else. <laughs> my arms were scrawny still. My legs were scrawny. I had that, that typical, you know, chicken leg look. I remember uh, an ex-girlfriend when I came into school as a sophomore. She's like, whoa, who's been working out this summer? And I was like, yep. She's like, but why are your arms so tiny? I was like, <laughs> like, there is the balloon and it just deflated. But I'm saying all this because I'm using the analogy of like, we all got to start working out somewhere, right? But uh, I know in relationships, when I was being peppered with questions back in the day, I had no ability, no emotional or um, linguistical, is that a word? Linguistical? Linguistic? No language. <laughs> See, I'm still struggling. I didn't have the language, uh, didn't have the fitness to be able to articulate how I was feeling. Now, the way that I'm able to talk now and express how I'm feeling, and granted, it's always going to be coming, you know, becoming. <laughs> See? God. You're getting me uh, on one of my worst days. I'm never going to be able to say that I'm perfect at, you know, being articulate and speaking the things that are on my mind. However, it's just like going to the gym. You have to keep reading. You have to keep having conversations. You have to keep checking in with how you're feeling. And guys just don't do this. You know, I forget what the the, the statistics are uh, that like essentially maybe like, Women use on average six to 7,000 words you know, a day and men use like 1,500, 2,000 words a day. So we're using on average maybe a third of what women are using. But just growing up, you know, we were taught that boys, you know, big boys don't cry, that, uh, that we should suck it up, that we need to stand up and be a man, um, that uh, warriors don't show emotion. And it's, it's awfully hard to break what you don't talk about, right? And I know uh, from experience personally, as well as talking to now, you know, countless of men, there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of shame that men hold deep inside about who they are, right? That they are a bad person. And like I said, it's really, really challenging to break something that you don't talk about. And shame, shame grows, within an environment of secrecy. And that's, that's a challenge. It really, really is. And so the truth is, though, that, you know, men have emotions, intense, extreme emotions. And, and one thing I want to dispel is the notion that men don't have emotions. Okay. Now, for all my life, uh, I've been taught not to do those things, right? Don't cry. Don't show emotion to suck it up, to be a man. And so in some of my past relationships, I wasn't given a whole lot of time or empathy to, to, to give me a hot minute to learn how to, to actually express my emotions, to actually show up and to express things and to be open and to communicate, right? And so I remember being in past relationships where I'm thinking in my head, I'm trying to think about how to actually even say what I want to say. I don't even have the words. I don't even have the tools. And yet I keep getting peppered. And as I start to say something, I get cut off. So if, if we're talking you know, to men, men who are clearly not 
strong in this area of communication. Step number one or tip number one is to let them finish. Give them the space, okay? Step back, breathe, hold space for that man to just express whatever it is that he needs to express, okay? Um, Secondarily would be to, to not use whatever he tells you against him in the future because by doing so, all you're doing is teaching the man to never open up his mouth again. So whatever it is that he tells you, because like I said, that shame and that feeling of, of worthlessness is a, is a deep and, and heavy one to confront. But to alleviate it, it must be brought out of secrecy. But that's the challenge is, you know, I guess what men fear most uh, is, is that essentially that their failures won't be accepted, that they won't be accepted, right? And so what he needs to know is that if, if well, I guess what he fears most thinking is that if you were to actually see his failures, he's wondering if you would still love him. And that's, that's what he ultimately wants is to feel that, un- that unconditional love, okay? Because honestly, if, if every woman or every man, it doesn't really matter sexual orientation, but if, if they just knew that he'd be loved in the same way that you potentially love your son, then they'd be willing to open up and talk. Does that make sense? So for all you women out there who have sons or, or other brothers out there who have children, have sons, if you were to love your man like you would love your son, he'll open up and talk to you. The man, not the son. Okay? So vulnerability certainly won't come easy because we're, we're changing the classification of how men show up in the world. You know, we've been taught this for generations and it keeps getting passed. A lot of this generational shame and horrible habits gets passed from one father to a son, from the next father to the next son. And so we're up against a really tough thing that we're attempting to do here. And a lot of what I'm doing in my community is just providing opportunities for men to open up and talk freely without judgment. And that is what they are most scared of even amongst other men, is to be seen as inferior or weak. So let me, let me remind you of those three tips. Number one is to let them finish. Hold space before you jump in there. You know? Secondarily, don't use what they tell them. Don't use what they tell you and, and hold it against them. Otherwise, you're just teaching them to never open up their mouths again. And thirdly, vulnerability is true power in, in the, the strengthening and the growth of this whole conversation of helping men to speak their minds, but give it time. It needs a lot, a lot of time. We spend an entire lifetime learning what not to do, not to cry, not to show emotion. We need some time and some empathy and some encouragement <laughs> to come out with it, right? Because like I said, we do have a lot of emotions in there, a lot of intense emotions and it's, 
it's really hard to verbalize and they're very difficult to develop. I just remember being there, you know, across the table from my woman at the time and she was just peppering me with questions and I would say this, well, if, you, if you're not saying this, then that means you mean this and she was putting so many words and going down these, you know, hypothetical paths. I was just like, no, like, geez, <laughs> relax. Give me a moment to freaking put my thoughts together. But what they ultimately need what they ultimately, ultimately need, as we all do, let's just be honest, is unconditional love. If you can see the worst in him and still believe the best for him, then you've got a, a winning recipe for love and success in any relationship. So hope you enjoyed this. Hope you got some good nuggets out of it. Would love to hear from you at some point, whether it be email, DM, hit me up. Hope you're doing great. Enjoy the day. Take care. And that's our show for today. I want to thank you so much for listening. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, I'd be honored if you'd share it on your favorite social platform. It also really helps to get the word out if you subscribe and leave a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Something you think we could be doing better I love constructive feedback as it's always welcome. And please feel free to email me at podcast at johnnyking.com with any questions or concerns. I'm also available on Instagram at johnnyking or on facebook.com backslash johnnykingmenscoach. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been awesome. And we'll catch up with you next time. Peace. Peace.